Good morning, Zion. Good to see you. I feel like I was, I was gone for like a couple Sundays because I had my, a little trip and retreat time in, uh, around uh, Niagara Falls. But uh, it's like, no, I was here last week. And so we're continuing with our series on the fruit of the Spirit. Um, before I do that, I wanted to introduce you to someone. Uh, he's a, an older friend of mine. Uh, his name is Gary, Dr. Gary Friesen. And I've always been impressed for him with a, with a couple of different ways. One, he's just a, a scholar. He's very, very smart. He wrote a book, came out a while ago, probably back in the 90s, called Decision Making and the Will of God. Uh, and uh, he was the academic dean at my Bible college. And there's some things about him, though, that have, that have impressed me. One, he's a single guy. He's never married. Uh, his mom got sick. And uh, he took a leave of absence from being academic dean at a major Christian university to go take care of his mother in the waning years of his life. I thought, wow, that's, that's important. Uh, and uh, he uh, has left that position. He's now with, a, with another group that he has formed uh, to eliminate Bible illiteracy through Bible reading and pastoral training called All the Bible in Community, or in short, ABC in Rwanda. Now, why am I telling you about him? Uh, if you remember a few weeks ago, I mentioned on our new budget, we have not taken any funds away from any of our global missionaries. We've just kind of put them in different boxes. So uh, the Gormleys, uh, the, the Hurlbranks, the other folks that, that Zion has supported are still being fully supported the same way. But that then opened us up an opportunity where we, as a one church body, can support another missionary. And so he's on our budget now, and this is one of those things I wanted you to look. But uh, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And so Dr. Friesen is actually in Portland, Oregon right now. He's trying to get uh, several thousands of books and resources to pastors there, and he's heading over. Today, I just got an email from him saying, please be praying for us. We, uh, our funds are short. And so this is our proposal where we say this is someone we'd like to support. I like it because he's involved with pastor training. And says most people in Rwanda, Christians, have, don't, don't read their Bibles. They're, they're, they're like, we're if I said to someone on the street, hey, you know the story of the Good Samaritan? They would know it. Well, not in Rwanda. And so um, uh, go ahead. I encourage you to look at his website. It's all the Bible in community. Can you scroll, scroll down? Do we, I don't know if we have a picture of Gary. There or not. Okay. Um, but if you want to know more about him, the couple other things that we are doing uh, from our budget is, one, we're as a regional kind of group. I was at a prayer meeting in, uh, around Buffalo last week with a group called, it's, it's really two names with the same group. It's Strategic Renewal, and it's part of 6-4 Fellowship. There's also 6-3 Fellowship, where they are encouraging pastors to do two things, pray and be in the Word. And if you look at Acts 6-4, that's what it says the apostles were to do, were to pray and be in the Word. Not that other things were not important at all, but those are the things pastors should focus on. So we'll be contributing uh, to their work as well, but not, not as much. 
And then also we're going to continue working with a group called Living in Liberty that is helping uh, uh, rescue primarily women from the sex trafficking industry. And uh, I'll be going to a training, and if you're interested in joining me, a training in July, about the middle of July, I think it's a Saturday, to work with them, to be a volunteer with them. And so as, as a man, uh, I won't be working with women, uh, with, with their clients, because they just, they're, just, just think about it. They generally don't trust men. Um, but there's other things that I could be doing and other you know, counseling and so forth. They're based out of Pittsburgh, but they are getting a, uh, a drop-in center going in a little place called Butler, uh, which is really close to us. So again, if, you're, if that's something you're interested in looking at, again, livinginliberty.com as well. Um, so I just wanted you to be aware of those things as you look at the budget. And if you have, again, any questions about them, please see Tom or I. That's really my only announcement for today as well. So um, a few, about a month, month and a half ago, Trish, had opportunity, Trish and I had an opportunity to go to a, a woodpecker identification seminar over in Foxburg. Huh? What? Well, we were, we were some of the youngest people there. And, and one, of the guys, one of the guys, I wasn't sure, he, they kept making him stand up. It's like, don't make him stand up. I mean, he was really struggling with that. And then we, so we just, we just want to know. I mean, we have all the woodpeckers that show up. And I love the name. Of, I've always loved the name of this one. But this is a yellow-bellied sapsucker. It's a great name, isn't it? He's, and some of them you don't even see the yellow, so I don't know how well that's, that's, uh, that's named. Uh, but there are, some, there are some things about them. You see the black crescent uh, 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 that's right you know, below the, his chin there. Uh, they they uh, have, again, that pale yellow belly, white wing stripe, and then the crimson crown. And then you can see on this one how he's putting holes kind of uh, a cross on the tree, that's how they, they make their, you know, they, they are looking for bugs and sap. I guess they must be a sap sucker because they are the yellow-bellied sap sucker, so that's what they're going for. Uh, why am I telling you this? Because it relates to the series we're in of the fruit of the Spirit. So last week we, saw, we looked at love. Today we're going to look at joy and it's not a how-to. We're not going to say, follow these steps and you'll be joyful. The step is walking in the Spirit. The evidence you're going to see, one of them is joy. If you're walking in the Spirit, you'll see joy. If you see a bird that looks like this, you're seeing a yellow-bellied sapsucker. And the same thing for a Christian. If you are seeing joy, you're seeing someone who is walking in the Spirit. And so we're identifying that condition in our heart that we are walking with him. Now, here's something you can try at home uh, with, you know, maybe your kids or your spouse or, or parent or something. Let's say they're really being kind of cranky and tough to be around. And you could just say, you know, it's obvious that the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit is not in your life. You just might be might not be walking in the spirit right now, are you? Give that a try. Let me know how that works out for you. And we'll, 
But this fruit or the lack thereof, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, this fruit is also, another way to think about this, is like the gauges on your car. So most of our gauges, as we look at them, a lot of them just stay in the same spot, you know, like take the temperature gauge. It just, it's stuck there. Once your car warms up, there it is, you know, it, it rarely moves. In fact, if it does move, that gets your attention because there's something wrong. The person who's walking in the spirit, that's the normal operating temperature for the believer. Now, if you get off in some way, I actually had a car that uh, had the thermostat stuck open, so it was always really hard for it to warm up. But if, if that's not normal, then there's something not wrong with the fruit, per se, there's something wrong with your walk with God. It's that clear. That evidence should be there. That normal operation is the fruit of the Spirit. If this deeds of the flesh that Paul also talked about in that passage, that's a problem. That's your gauges are off. You need to do something. Now, just as a little side note before we get into joy, I want to mention something just to be clear because people... Think, hear this word, walk in the Spirit, walk with the Spirit. Paul also uses the term, be led by the Spirit. Uh, it, and people misunderstand that and think it kind of gives them a, a, a spiritual get-out-of-jail-free card. Meaning, well, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm walking in the Spirit, so I'm going to make this crazy decision. I'm going to do this, this thing, even though it's, it, the Bible will call it wrong. And really what they may be following is their emotions. And emotions aren't, I mean, we, we are emotional beings. God has emotions. It's not that emotions are wrong, but people are thinking, I want that, and because I want something, therefore the Spirit's leading me toward it. And they're using this term, well, I'm walking in the Spirit, therefore that's... Um, uh, that's really not what it means. It's when we're led by God, we are walking in obedience to his word. God led me or God directed me. And God does lead and God does direct. And he speaks to us through a quiet voice and so forth. But we also have to remember that we can't hold those leadings at the same level as the word of God. So just wanted to clarify that, especially from last week. But what are we talking about when we use the word joy? Romans 14, 17 and in another verse in Thessalonians, we'll just read them both this morning, really connect the Holy Spirit with his idea of joy. Uh, Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's talking about, in this context, of these little debates that Christians might have over what we call disputable items, where the scripture doesn't tell us one way or the other. Is it okay? Is it not okay? And, and he's saying, look, don't fight over that stuff that the scriptures aren't specific about anyway. Uh, and we are all about, rather, instead, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians 1 uh, Paul writes in verses 6 and 7, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example of all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. 
These, this group of people, this church in a town called Thessalonica was known for being persecuted. And he says, it didn't matter to you, even though it was no fun, certainly, to be persecuted. But because you have the Holy Spirit, there was joy that automatically came out. So if you are walking in the Spirit, if you or I are walking in the Spirit, you're going to have joy. It's a natural harvest. Let's go all the way back to Galatians and look at that list again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against us things there is no law. The word for joy is the word kara, and that's, I know a lot of times people will name their daughters kara, uh, and it means that, well, as it's translated, joy or gladness, or uh, the Bible knowledge commentary said, a deep, abiding, inner rejoicing. All right? Uh, Jesus talked about that in John 15, 11. He says, I've spoken these things to you that your joy may be what? Does anyone know the verse? May be full. Thank you. May be full. Now, there, there are three basic reasons that, as, we, as I looked kind of at the, uh, really, Paul's letters of why someone would have joy. One is because of people. And you might be thinking, well, I could list you a whole bunch of people that I don't get any joy from at all. Well, in the, in the church of God, imagine what it would be if you took one person who's walking in the Spirit, and they have, the, therefore, the fruit of the Spirit, and then you get another person, and they're walking in the Spirit, and therefore have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and they're together Aren't they nice to be around? Yeah. Imagine if our church, our families, had people walking in the Spirit and all that fruit, all that harvest of the Spirit. Wow, you want to hang around people like that. If you're looking at the deeds of the flesh, which comes earlier in Galatians 5, uh, you know, dissensions. I mean, there's just a lot of, a lot of those things are just a self-centered, narcissist kind of person. They're, they're not nice to be around at all. So if someone has this fruit of the spirit of joy, we want to be around them. Paul wrote this, and a few years ago we did a series through Philippians. In chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, he said, If there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affliction and sympathy, complete my joy by being in the same mind, having the same love, being full accord in one mind. Now, when Paul wrote that, you know what was going on? He was in prison. So his circumstances weren't any fun at all. And here's a guy whose heart is beating to go out and preach the gospel and go plant churches, and he's stuck in prison. But he says, you know what? I have joy. Well, why? Because earlier you read in that same letter that the believers at the Philippian church were getting more bold to preach the gospel themselves. They were, they were going out and they were preaching. Some were kind of doing it just for selfish gains, and, but most of them were doing it because they were excited about Jesus. And Paul's saying, wow, because I'm in prison, more people are spreading the gospel. Woohoo! 
That's joyful to him. That was his, his life goal was to see that. He, and by the way, he was chained to a Roman guard and he has an audience all day long. Imagine being chained to the Apostle Paul. It's like, shut up after a while. But, but here he is. He had, he, they were remaining faithful and bold and unified. And he says, I'm so glad because he, he also cared for the churches. And they were doing really well. And oh, that just did his heart good to know that they're walking in the Spirit and they're loving each other and they're unified. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad this church has things going on and get, having it together. Took a lot of stress off of him. Another one, another person that, that brought joy in Paul's life is a man named Philemon. And I think one of these days, we're going to do a series on Philemon. It's a one-chapter book. I think we made it. We might have done it a while ago. Uh, but he's writing to this person, this man called Philemon. He's, he seems and appears to be a very wealthy guy. And he had a slave. Now, remember, slavery in the Bible is not the race slavery stuff that our country suffered from and, and is guilty of. But it was, it was a, a, essentially a, a full-time employment kind of thing. Uh, and, and yes, there was cruelties and problems with it. But just don't, it's, it wasn't exactly the same as we had it. But Philemon had a slave called Onesimus. And Onesimus ran off. He took off somewhere. Well, guess, and Onesimus finds himself with the Apostle Paul who then shares the gospel with him. Onesimus the slave becomes Onesimus the brother in Christ. He accepts the Lord. And Paul says, oh my goodness, Philemon's a good friend of mine. Onesimus, the right thing for you to do is to go back and make things right with Philemon. Uh, you could, again, it's a one chapter book. But here's what Paul writes about his friend Philemon. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because of the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. He's, yeah, he's kind of buttering him up. He's saying, you know, Philemon, you're a good guy. And I've gotten joy from you. And kind of getting ready to say, accept Onesimus back as your brother in Christ now. Um, it, 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 just, it just brought him joy that there's another man who is walking with God, and spreading the gospel. So these are joy from people. You can get joy from people. You could also get joy from circumstances. Now, if you're like me, you think, wait a minute, time out, hold on. I've often heard that joy doesn't come from our circumstances like happiness. I'll get into details with that later. There's truth to that, and I've actually taught that. But there's a certain circumstance where there is joy. Not talking about where you live kind of circumstance or how much money is your, in your bank account circumstance. Uh, but another one. Romans fifteen thirteen, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the, in the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Joy comes from God giving it. That's a circumstance. Uh, this last, earlier this week, I, I came across this passage. Listen to where joy comes from. Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. 
At your right hand, there are pleasures for every, evermore. As we tend to think mostly about ourselves and how things are going in ourselves, we have to remember that God's presence is a joy. And boy, that sounds kind of out there. So what are you saying? We all have to become uh, monks and go live and just think about God for, for years and years and then all of a sudden this joy will pop in? The Holy Spirit is in every believer now. His presence is here now. The question is whether we'll listen and react to it. But going to God, for example, in prayer itself is joyous. Prayer is not about getting stuff from God. Yes, we can give our requests. But that's not the point. He himself is joy. Even if, we, even if he doesn't answer our prayers, just going to him is joy. So as I said, there's a circumstance that brings us joy. And that circumstance is God. Happiness, happiness is very much dependent on circumstances. So um, because, because uh, something happened, I'm happy. Because I, I pulled a pair of jeans out I haven't worn in a long time, and I put my hand in my pocket, and there's a 20. And we go, woo, cool, pizza. See, that's happiness. That's a circumstance that brought us a temporary happiness. Joy is, is deeper, but it's, it is circumstantial because there is a living God. Because there is a God who loves you. His person and work gives us joy. Temporal, this world pressures, cars not starting, pipes are breaking, trouble with kids, trouble with parents, trouble with spouses, uh, issues at work. Those are, those are here and now stuff that, that cause friction and tension and stress for us. But there's an anchor of the soul. And he's Yahweh. He is the God, the heaven and earth. That is a circumstance of great joy. Our not external, but our eternal circumstances bring us joy. There is salvation for the believer. There is forgiveness. There is prayer. There's freedom from sin and death. Joy can even happen within trials, even difficult trials. He's an anchor for the soul. So that's so joy from the Lord himself. The circumstance of the Lord is another time. And then there's also joy. It's kind of like the first one, but it's from the actions of others. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, and uh, if you ever read the letters of 1 and 2 Corinthians, there are lots of problems at that church, but Paul loved them. He wrote in 2 Corinthians 2.3, as I wrote as I did so that when I might come, I might not suffer pain from those of you who should have made me rejoice. For I felt sure that all of you, that my joy would be the joy of you all. And what's going on there is, in his first letter, he had to write some hard things. Some difficult words to say. He had to chew them out a little bit. And he's saying, in the second letter, he's saying, when I come to you, I want to know that you heard me. You heard the first letter. And because of their actions of repenting, 
that he will indeed uh, feel joy from that. First John, John wrote in 1 John 1, 4, and we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. So we get joy from others. We get joy from just the Lord himself, his very presence, and from the actions of others. As I mentioned earlier, don't confuse this with happiness. Yesterday I was driving from New York, driving into Pennsylvania, and they had a big sign just as you cross the state line, and it said, Pennsylvania, pursue your happiness. Ah, that's really nice. We live in a culture that idolizes happiness. People worship at great cost the God of happy. All the time. All the time. They will bow to happy. If they're making a decision, the factor will be, what will make me happy? And many of them make horrible, horrible decisions. I have a relative with two failed marriages in his past because at one time, that person was going to make them happy. Then they stopped making him happy. So, oh, he's got to find someone else who will make him happy. It's like, when are you going to understand that's what you're pursuing? Remember, happiness is, is just a moment. It's like, yeah, it's great to find that $20 bill, but that's just a brief feeling. I'm not happy in this relationship, or I'm not happy being uh, a father or a mother. I'm not happy with his job. Everything's about just that, that feeling of, of like watching a comedian all the time where it's laughter and all. And we worship the feelings. We're going to do according to the feeling. But joy is different. Joy Again, we got to identify what joy is like, like we're identifying a yellow-bellied sapsucker. This is what it looks like. Psalm, remember Psalm 97:11. God Himself is joy. Light is sown for the righteous, and joy for the upright in heart. Well, well, Pastor Joe, how do I get joy? Remember, you walk in the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. As as you as you read the Word, as you pray, as God is leading you and showing things in your life that need to change, and other things that you're doing well, and He's encouraging you. Walk, you're walking in step. The other day, I used the example of walking arm in arm with someone, where you're walking in step with them. And I think a while ago too, and I thought this example of riding on the back of a motorcycle with someone. And if you, the first time you do it, you're always kind of leading the wrong way. Because you think, oh, we're going to fall over. And my, my friend Mark said, Joe, lean with me. And we'll have a lot funner ride. In fact, me leaning against him was making it dangerous. I said, okay. And I leaned, if we lean this way or we lean that way. And boy, it was a lot of fun. But he was giving the direction. He was causing the speed. He, in a way, was like the Holy Spirit. Where God teaches us and leads us into things, 
you're walking in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, and down the road, you're going to go, oh my goodness, there's joy. Oh, I'm dealing with these awful things and these trials and these issues, but I have joy. Where did that come from? Well, you're walking in the Spirit. That's where it comes from. It's focusing on the Lord and what He has done. These things never change. You could kill me, even painfully, but I'll be, I, I know, I know today, if I die today, I'll be in the presence of the Lord. You're doing me a favor. Wow, that is, that is the presence of the Lord. That is the confidence of the Lord. Nothing can change that. We've used the example before. In fact, one day we put a timeline, remember, all around this building, and our life was one little dot. And, we, and all of the, our life circumstances are fitted in that one little dot. But there is presence of the Lord. There is joy with the Lord the entire time. I want to encourage you to not isolate yourself. All these fruits uh, find great expression. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness among other people. They're not sitting at home isolating yourself. Yes, other people can cause stress. But as we said before, as you get multiple people walking in the Spirit, there's joy that happens. Do you know why it's hard for us to get our morning gathering started? Because there's a bunch of you walking in the Spirit and getting joy from one another. Good job. See, that's fruit. That's fruit. You could see it. And maybe someday we'll just let you guys go. Are we going to start? No, you're good. Walk in the Spirit. Uh, we have a couple things coming up here. Well, actually several. We're going to pray. We're going to have our pause and pray time. And... We're also going to have the Lord's table, communion. If you are a believer in Christ, uh, if, if you've been walking in the flesh, if that's the evidence, all those deeds of the flesh, icky, selfish stuff, then get right with God before coming up. But if you're saying, hey, at this point I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I want, Lord, I want to obey you. Then come up and enjoy and remember the sacrifice of Jesus, of his broken body, and the, and the juice that reminds us of his blood. So we'll have that. We're also going to sing, the next song we're going to do is called Surrender. And as, as many of our songs that we sing, I want to encourage you, um, and, and Laura, maybe you could remind us, as, because it'll be a few minutes before we get there, of to make it a prayer. God, I'm going to surrender to your will. That's walking in the Spirit. I'm going to lean with you whichever direction that you are going. Let's take some time in prayer. If you'd like to pray out loud, that's great. If you'd want to just pray quietly, that's good too. A uh, couple suggestions. First one is, I have, I have joy in the Lord because He is faithful, loving, patient. Maybe there's something about Him that gives you great joy. Let's make sure we are spending time in praise and worship and adoration. God is worth it.
Maybe, maybe just a statement of thanks. Lord, thank you for joy when I'm walking in the Spirit. All this other stuff is just going crazy out here in my life and in the world, but I have joy because you, Lord God, are giving me that. Or maybe there's a situation or a, an individual who's not feeling a lot of joy these days. I want to, you can, you can take time to encourage them to walk in the Spirit that they indeed may find joy. Let's take a few minutes to pray together and then we'll go on to our communion time. Pray as you like and I'll close this off. Lord God, when I am walking in the deeds of the flesh, when the evidence of my life is all of these negative, selfish things, I am like a spoiled little child and screaming for toys in the toy aisle and never satisfied. There is no joy there. But God, when I walk in, your, in the Spirit, when I am in obedience to you, when I am thinking of you, when I am wanting to uh, be... Uh, just more and more in touch with you, to see your glory, to see you more, to get to know you more. Whatever's going on in my day, Lord, whether I'm driving, whether I am uh, uh, getting ready in the morning or, or resting or whatever it may be, Lord, there is joy in the Lord, in being with you. You are the source of joy all that you have done for me, even when I hated you. Lord, I have joy because, because you are true, you are righteous, you are faithful, you are good. All the things that my soul craves, Lord, are found in you, and you've given yourself to me that I might know you, that I might be as I should be, connected with God. That is how I, I and all of us were created to be, to be in fellowship with the living God, to walk in purity as an image bearer of the living God. That's joyful. That cannot be shaken. And Lord, there are times, I know there are folks here, even in this room, who um, have things in their mind where they're saying, yeah, but I have this situation. I have this, this discomfort. I have this issue going on in my family. I have this uh, issue with someone at work. I have... It, we could just go on and on and on about them, Lord. And we don't discount, discount those things at all, Lord. But they can't take our joy. Because you cannot be taken from us. Lord, remember us. Remember us to be as, as Paul did when he had that thorn in the flesh. And he just said, look, God, take it away, take it away, take it away. And God says, no, I, 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 my power is perfected in weakness. And Paul then rejoiced. Because you were lifted up, so that you would be lifted up. So, Lord, for these trials, these, these things that seem like they're taking our joy away, we pray that you would give us that perspective of walking with you and, and, and having that 
that closeness with you so that when we do have these earthly trials and difficulties, that we know our joy remains intact and there's nothing that could take it away. So God, we uh, get our hearts ready now as we remember uh, your broken body for, our, for ourselves, for the blood that was shed. What a reason for great joy that you, pay, you paid, the, you took the wrath that I couldn't pay. God, that brings me great joy. Talk about circumstantial joy of the gospel of Christ. And so, Lord, we remember that today. We honor you through that today. We, we, um, we pray that as we uh, remember this practice that, that you have instituted to remember your body and blood, that it would, it would come upon us with remembrance of great joy because we're remembering you and what you've done. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Alrighty. So, um, again, we'll have things up here ready for you. Uh, come up when you're ready, individuals or as family. And then, again, just a brief announcement, and then we'll finish our worship time together. I um, mentioned some of the things on our budget. If You should have gotten a hard copy mailed to you. If you didn't, it just means we need an update of your address. Uh, so uh, to send that to you. If that's an issue, please let me know. If you didn't get one, um, we made just a few copies that are back there on the uh, counter, uh, and you could, they highlighted any of the things that we, you know, we changed. A few things we cut down. We didn't, you know, for example, we uh, uh, were able to purchase a new computer last year. Well, we don't need to do that again this year. So we, we were able to lower some of those as well. Uh, but um, uh, again, please see me or Tom. We'd be happy to talk about the, talk about those. For covenant members, we'll vote in. Let's see. So we got really two 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 more Sundays. The last Sunday of this month, uh, we'll have the ballot available for you. All right, Laura, surrender.